Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash Mishkal, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Forever. Dog. I mean, I don't want to start off on a stressful note because that's just not my vibe. If you know me personally, you know, stress ain't it. (laughs) I'm literally the most tightly wound person on earth. Um, We just had a lot of tech problems today, didn't we, Dan? A lot. Sure did. Can you hear me? I hear you. I see you finally. <laughs> we were we were basically supposed to start recording this 30 minutes ago. And I'm just going to run through all the host of issues I had. First of all, I, I cannot find my ring light. I don't know if some influencer broke in, stole it. I don't know where it is. It's a big one, too. I do not know in this apartment where my ring light is. I'm looking hither and thither, near and far. Can't find it. So I'm, you know, the ring light is it. Like when people are like, you look so great. I'm like, yeah, because I have a you know, uh, close encounters, alien door open on my head, you know, while I do this, then my zoom wouldn't connect. That was like another 15 minutes. And there's nothing more stressful than just not being able to hear Dan, you know, (laughs) 
glad we figured it out. We figured it out. Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. We've got a brand new week. Uh, I should open by saying that we're moving recordings to Monday. So we're going to release them a little bit later on Tuesdays just because poor Tracy. Hey, Trace, can you edit this week's episode? Thanks so much. Tracy edits (laughs) and needs a little bit of time. But I prefer the Monday record because I feel like this way we can talk about our weekends. We're fresh. Um, You know, we've got a lot of things to catch up on. And um, and that's it. So I'm here with Dan Acton. I've got a little look how funny I'm staying in this Airbnb. First of all, this background. Let's discuss. It's beautiful. It's very uh, Florida. It's really Florida. I'm in Florida. Uh, sailboat scene. Yeah. It's like, nice, um, like it's like clearance. Sailboat painting. Clearance home goods print. Uh, it's one of the few homey touches in this mausoleum that I'm staying in. And this weekend, as Dan knows, Dan and I talk probably 18 hours out of the day over the weekend. How long? Yeah, we spoke that's, a- that's correct. <laughs> yeah yeah we kept like, like oh should we catch up again like i'll call you monday morning like okay well <laughs> like legitimately i must have called you at least 10 times this weekend i was like hey dan every minute and but we had a great time you had a great weekend i had a nice Absolutely. enough weekend i mean it was kind of uneventful but fun um and uh but i had yeah i had two little baby roaches in this airbnb and i i've had some issues here i've had some issues yeah one of which i'm afraid to even say because this is actually a good test to see if my parents really listen to the podcast or not. This is a good <laughs> test. Well, because my parents swear, like, you know, they listen to my radio show every day and then comment yeah. on it, which kind of annoys the shit out of me because it's like, if I want to talk about like, you know, dirty shit, I almost said sucking dick, but I'm like, that's so not, that's so not like how I am. But you know, if I want to talk about sucking that's what dick. That's calls are for. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you say. That's what our calls are for. It's not that's for true. the public. I think you said that's what work calls were for. I'm like, you got it. Yeah, right. I'm like, hey, <laughs> boss man, do you got a spare fiber? <laughs> Looking for tips. I work at Cosmo. Um, do you happen to have 48 great tips for a sizzling hot blowjob? That's like my my <laughs> slack convos at Cosmo. Oh, oh, this is a good one. Like right. In the- <laughs> So we got 17. I'm like, well, that that was a mouthful. Anyway, people. Um, no, but I and it's just so annoying because I feel like I like censor myself a bit just knowing that they not that I would ever really, you know, it's not my style to really get into things like that. But um, but I said, I go, well, do you listen to my podcast? And they were like, no. And this is going to be a test. This is actually a hilarious mm. test because okay. they will not be able to help themselves <laughs> but bring it up. If I if I talk about this. So I'm staying at this complex and it's fine. It's uh, the people are not my kind of people. And uh, meaning they're just like maskless. No, they're just like dumb Miami people. You know, I mean, not to insult the whole town. I was born and raised here. It's a beautiful city. I defend Miami, but it's hard sometimes to defend Miami. Right. You know, I went to high school with the face eater. Never forget the famous face eater. (laughs) Was on the football team. When's your reunion? uh, My reunion is actually, it was uh, three years ago and we didn't even have one. That is how bootleg my high school was that we were just like 20 years. (laughs) Fuck it. We don't give a shit. And we didn't have a reunion. I swear to you. I think they were like. The theater will be speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, oh, now who decided to serve Costco cherry pie? Well, that was just terrible luck. (laughs) Terrible luck. 
But anyway, um, so let me just start by saying, and Dan, this is an interesting conversation. Have you, I, I've deemed it such, so it is. Okay. All right. Have you ever gotten into, have you gotten into a lot of car accidents in your time? And have you ever gotten into like a serious accident? God forbid. No. Uh, I've, I remember one car accident when we were kids where uh, we got in a car accident. So that was hard. And then my dad was like, we had to like run like 20 feet away in case like, I think in his mind, like the gas was going to oh, explode that's scary. or something. Yeah. So, so that was like a safety thing. Uh, that was the only car accident that I think I've been in. I was in a couple in LA. One, my fault. Famously, I'm not going to repeat the story when I was on no sleep working a job that paid me nothing. And I hit the back of a rental car from like the most gorgeous Saudi prince and his like stunning girlfriend. And thinking about mm. it now, they didn't even want to exchange insurance info, but I was so tired that I was like, no, uh, we got to exchange the <laughs> I like because it was a rental, so he didn't give a shit. And I had to pay out of pocket yeah. for my car anyway. I'm an idiot, but I felt like that's the right thing to do because I'd never really gotten into an accident, gratefully. Right, um, right, right. Two other things. One time a girl hit the back of my car just like a tap, but damaged it. Um, when I moved up a little bit at a red light and she thought the light had turned green, so she like hit the gas. So that was that. She was texting. And then I was hit by an ice cream truck. True story. Uh, anyone who... That's a true story. My fucking car was hit by an ice cream truck. This was... This happened to me. Turning on... Anybody who knows LA knows uh, on Franklin and Highland, that huge... Uh, left turn that takes you to the 101 and it's such it's like a famous LA corner because it's a fucking shit show and it was some teenage girl she was maybe 16 years old they had converted an ice cream truck into like a big van that handed out like CD singles or something this was a while ago <laughs> like she was cool. handing out like promotional something that wasn't selling ice cream but it was an ice cream truck and she fucked my car up <laughs> never got a dollar from that anyway I a couple maybe two days after I come to this place where I'm staying there are rules here, one of which is you wear masks indoors. Now, coming from New York, where everyone's pretty good, and I will say that actually in stores here, and I double mask everywhere inside, uh, people have been pretty good. Once in a while, you'll see, like, the nostrils out. That happens in New York, too, though, like, or a lot of loose maskers. No one ever brings up the loose maskers. They're a problem. That's true. <laughs> so this girl, this kind of, like, young, dumb girl is, like, waiting outside of the um, door for to get in where you need to, like, buzz yourself in. Yeah. And I had to – I didn't have a card at the time, so I buzzed, whatever. She wasn't wearing a mask, and she was like, oh, the sensor's not working. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was in a friendly mood. Oh, I always am, by the way. I'm always – I'm always nice. <laughs> Goes without saying. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> Listen, and so I said, oh, okay, well, it's fine because I can like beep us in. So I beeped us in and her boyfriend was who was like this white trash short, like literally in a wife beater, short white guy coming to the door. And I said to her, oh, do you mind just putting a mask on? Because we were all going in. But I've noticed now having been here like a week and a half, nobody wear. I, I wear it inside. No one in the building wears it inside. Like I didn't know. This was like day two or something. So I said, oh, right. do you just mind putting a mask on going in? I said, you know what I said? I go, oh, do you have a mask? And she went, No. And I said, but she was such a bitch about it. And I went, oh, so no mask. And she went, I'm not putting a mask on. Like she was just really out to fight. And wow. I was like, got it. And then of course the boyfriend comes and I just see her like, you know, doing that thing of like, I'm like whispering to him. And he was like, what happened? God. And he like whipped around to me. And I said, I just wanted, Are you kidding? I swear. And I said, I just wanted her to put a mask on. Like no big deal. I was waiting for the elevator. And they walked away. And I thought, great. It's been 48 hours. And now I already have a building enemy. Like, I haven't even been here. Okay. I haven't. The roaches hadn't shown up by that point. So I was like, all right. 
By the way, I am paying literally so much fucking money for this place. I think it's like 1500 bucks a week or something. It's a lot of money. Oof. I'm just saying it's not some shithole. God. It's expensive. Right, right, so right. anyway, I now park my dad's car. I call it the daddy caddy in a spot in front of the building. And I remember thinking to myself, the only way this could come back to me is if he knows what car I'm driving. Cause like, then you can fuck with the car, you know, mm, you know, it's coming. Yeah. And yeah. of course he's in this huge white pickup truck. The guy literally is like a hair above Dinklage, a hair above Dinklage, which is, <laughs> it's our other podcast that Dan and I host. It's called a hair above Dinklage. Anyway, hair above Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Dan. Dan has to wait 20 minutes for me to connect to the Zoom. And then I like, don't let him say a word. I'm like, and another thing. I'm almost done. No, no, no. <laughs> so anyway, I get out of the car and he sees me and I'm like, this is, I mean, what are we children? Like, it's fine. Whatever. I, you know, he'd be psychotic yeah. to fuck with a car. Right. And I come inside. And uh, later that evening, I go out for my walk. I come back about an hour later and there is a, I'm not going to say massive, but big dent in the side of my dad's car. And I obviously was upset. Now the thing with my dad is like, it was not my fault. There's no way that I could have caused where the dent is. It's like impossible yeah. as the driver to have caused it. But, right. and I know that from judge Judy, but it doesn't matter. Like my father will find a way to blame me for it for the rest of my fucking breathing life. This is why I have issues with him. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. But like the forgiveness. And I was thinking, you know, I've never totaled a car. I had friends in high school. They fucked a brand new car up. That never happened to me. Right. Like I never, I'm so right. responsible. And yet at 39, right. I feel like I'm going to have issues. So I emailed the people. I had to like, I have to file a complaint with the Times so they can look back at the camera. It's not going to do shit. I emailed all these dent doctors. Everyone, why are they all med in the medical profession, these dent people? It's all dent doctor, <laughs> Dr. Dento. So they can charge more. <laughs> like, I went to, a, went to medical school. Listen. He's like, now, when did I go to friggin' school? You ain't ever heard of it. Don't worry yourself about it. That's what he said. It's a de dental school. That's funny. Dan's the best. You know. <laughs> I'm like, did you say dental school? He's like, no, dent school. I'm a DDS, dent doctor specialist. <laughs> Wait, think about it. There's a lot in common. They, they repair grills. Think about the connections between dentists. That's true. That's true. Um, they got to go like <laughs> deep in the chassis. I'm just saying things at this point. Anyway. So, so I emailed this dent doctor. First I emailed one dent doctor. I swear I'm going to read the response he wrote. By the way, I have not told my parents. That's why this is the super test. My brother knows oh, to see if okay, they listen good. to the yeah. podcast. Uh, the first guy goes, I'm injured. Call this other dent doctor. I was like, what? What is it? I, I got a referral injured. to another dent doctor. He hurt himself. <laughs> then another guy texted. He goes, it's in a bad place. You have to take it to a body shop. Like that's. It's in, it's like above the tire. So like they can't do it, I guess. So now the question right. is if I take it to a body shop, number one, I'm out of like at least over a grand, I, at least for sure. For sure. At least it's not yeah. that bad of a day. I think I texted you pictures, Dan. I mean, it's noticeable, but it's not like the whole car is crushed in. It's just like a total, right. um, what's the word I'm looking for? Superficial a ding, ding yeah. damage, whatever. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, do I like literally pony up the 1200 bucks or however much it's going to cost to get it fixed? And like my dad never know about it, although obviously he'll know now or wait, go on. I have an idea. Uh, well, what if do, do your parents live in a complex with other cars? You okay. could just like pretend it never happened and park it there. And Hold then on. I agree. Surprise. Hold on. Now, this is yeah, why part of me is like, do. I know. But if they ever hear this, 
if they ever hear this, I can't. Now, now it's over. Now I have to fess up. I thought about that because also they always want me to like park valet, which I'm like, okay, there's a pandemic. I don't want like other people in the car, but whatever. Um, right, right. I, and you know what's possible? It's possible it did happen somewhere else. I mean, it's possible I just didn't see it, but I'm sure it happened right. here. I just know it did. Like I, because yeah. I always look at the car. I actually was admiring. My dad got in a horrible accident where an old man hit his, this caddy. And instead oh, yeah. of totaling the car out, they just like rebuilt it from scratch, which made no sense. But <laughs> I just feel like I'm so fucked. I almost want to just give my dad the thousand and be like, look, here's a grand. We're in a yeah. pandemic. Just take the money and like live with the fucking dent. And then when you sell the car, it's already it's almost 10 years old. Why should I put a grand into a 10 year old oh, right, car? Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so this is our, so I feel 16 is my point. I feel like a teenager. <sighs> What if they look at the camera and they see the guy like swinging a baseball bat around and that he actually did it? So like, hold on a minute. That, that's the only way I think it was caused, believe it or not. Yeah. I don't believe that it was caused by a car because it's so low on the car that there's no yeah. way another car could have made the damage. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. There's basically like a, a, a Nike footprint in the, <laughs> like it, it's, yeah. it's the only way that it could happen. Is that only, I thought they also made cars. That's why, that's hilarious. I'm like <laughs> Louisville Sla. That's weird. <laughs> it says Louis Slug. Who is Louis Slug? I go to the thing. I'm like, now who's Louis Slug? Because he left his name on the car. Um, that really stressed me out, though. No, that's super stressful. Yeah. When do you have to like make the decision? Because I would be like asking for the camera footage. Like, well, after I'm done uh, with this podcast, I'm going to fill the thing it. out. I'm going to... Okay. Um, email. They gave me the email address. Drop it off today. And that's I'm going to do it today. It happened Friday. Oh, no, it happened Thursday. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. It happened Thursday. Friday, I oh, got okay. the form. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, the people who own the right. apartment are like, I also emailed them about baby teeny tiny roaches, which, you know, there are only two so far, but two is too many. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wait, are they coming out? Where are they coming from? Well, Where one was by a socket. Can roaches like go through electrical sockets? I think they can. Can they? I think that was I think that was in like that creep show movie or something that they were like pouring out of elect. I mean that was a horror movie, but I think they possibly could. Should I just plug all the holes in the apartment? Like just put all the appliances in, like blender, toaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I might actually. Yeah, yeah. All right. Put tape over it. Ugh. Yeah. So that's been my <laughs> other thing. Um, and otherwise, just walking my ass off and uh, you know trying not to catch corona. Uh, it is. You're missing a beautiful snowy day today. Oh, it's snowing yeah, again. Like, uh, oh, my God. Parmesan. Parmesan. Beautiful. I love it. I love a good parm snow. Yeah. Parm snow <laughs> is it. Um, but Danny boy, uh, you Danny recommended a book. I, I like that I'm calling you Danny when our guest today is actually Danny Pellegrino. And I've never called you <laughs> Danny just, ever. It's just to save brain space. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, I got all this dent doctor stress now. I can't possibly remember two names that start with d that's not dent and doctor um i'm like so denty <laughs> i call you denty our uh, guest today denty pellegrino no but dan uh you recommended a book to me that i've listened to yeah. maybe are you can we talk about it or not sure sure okay. sure um dan uh and i we bond over a lot of things in our life and dan found this book and i just just so you know where I am spiritually, although I will say that I'm actually in a great place. So whatever, but we're both single and looking and at ages where I think we're both ready to like drop our baggage in a real way and like settle down. If any of you know anyone sure. for either of us do reach out, but like I, I'm ready. I'm just like, okay, this is enough already. 
this life that I've led, yeah. I'm over it. I need a new life now. Yeah, you know? I, you're like, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> I'm I, exactly like point made life. <laughs> point taken. Let's move it along. So I'm not one for self-help books. Um, uh, someone recommended a book to me, uh, like the six pillars of self-esteem. I think I talked about it with Jackie Schimmel actually last week, mm. but you recommended a book and just tell everybody what it's called. Uh, how not to die alone. Mm-hmm. So Dan texts me. He says it's called How Not to Die Alone. And what, who wrote it? Lo- Logan Yuri. Logan Yuri. I thought, it, yeah. Yeah, but it's a woman. Yeah. It's a woman. I didn't know that. Dan was listening to the audiobook. I somehow signed up for Audible, which is great. Um, and I have like 700 credits, but then I only use it here and there. I said, you know what? I'll listen to it because I'm going in these walks. And like, what better advice than How Not to Die Alone? What Dan didn't tell me is the girl was like, it was almost like the Seinfeld where George got the book on tape and then the guy sounded like George and he was like, I can't listen to this. The girl is like, hey guys, I'm Logan Yuri. And like, I'm gonna te- I worked at Google and Hinge and I crunched thousands of hours of data. And I'm gonna teach you how not to hi, ha, ha. Are you fucking kidding me? She's so annoying. I was like, are you? Meanwhile, she's going to be in the show next week. Watch. Yeah, I I know. Right. I couldn't deal. I'm sure she makes amazing points. I got through maybe 30 minutes of it. Uh, I found it tough to listen to her. I uh, did not find it tough to listen to her. It's totally fine. But I get where you're coming from because she is a straight woman. Her examples of her own like dating life for other straight women, I think would be super eye rolly. Like, the person that she met at Burning Man that was oh. all in linen and like, you know, was wearing aviator goggles and she like knew that he was the one and he's like the sex, you know, the sexy guy that she always goes for. Yeah, yeah, that like sexy that. Like, guy can, in aviator like, goggles at Burning Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the Rocketeer or whatever. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> by the way, the Rocketeer is sexy. Hold on a minute. Let's not get too hasty. <laughs> And he puts that suit on. I'm like, all right. I'll tell you something. I'm so horny after SNL this weekend that I genuinely (laughs) am. I think I told you that yesterday. I was like, I feel absolutely out of my mind. I watched that Reggae Jean page. Uh, I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong, but I I don't remember the last time I've laid eyes on someone so hot. I genuinely was like, I'm I'm not well. Like, I felt sick after. I was just like, this is unfair to me. I still have to watch it. I'm going to set up some, like, floating... Uh, candles and, and things <laughs> really make, set the mood. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to fall asleep in a bed made of vibrators and watch it again and just see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, but so continue though. I, her whole thing, cause my fr- I have another friend. I won't give her identity up who I recommended it to because we were talking about, you know, being single, we're around the same age and she listened to the whole thing already. And she's like, Michelle, yeah. when she gets to her example of how she gets engaged, which maybe you got there, like when she talks about her engagement, it's unbearable. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm, I can't wait. I'm almost there. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I think it's super useful because it sets up these like rules or like frames for thinking about that for things that there aren't really any rules for, but it's in a way that makes sense for me. Like, it's not like, you know, here are the deal breakers or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, these you. are things that most people, if they're in a long relationship, they look back and 
this is what they look for in the other person. So you should be looking for that rather than like, oh, I need somebody that's 5'10 and not 5'9. And yeah, whatever. Well, the height thing is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree with that. But I also feel like uh, I haven't gotten there yet. I actually only at this point got to like, what kind of dater are you? And I had to, I filled a quiz out, listener. I literally filled a yes. fucking quiz out <laughs> on my Adobe app on my phone. All right. And <laughs> took it. And then I was all three. I had like nine, 10, 11 points in each category. I was like, okay, that didn't help me at all. But that means you're well-rounded. That means you're well-rounded. I'm the romanticizer of the three. There's like three different types. And I'm the person that uh, is expected. Like, I I would rather not meet somebody on an app. I expect to, like, you know, meet somebody by happenstance. Like, our eyes meet across the subway. Yeah, whatever. I'm pulling up the quiz. Just let me just read these to the listener. Um, Here are the three kinds of daters. Ready? According to Logan. Logan. Should I read him like Logan? It's so bitchy that I'm doing that, but it's just, I just wish, here's why I'm saying it. If Dan had told me in advance, like, by the way, she's like a bit annoying. I'd be like, all right. But I was expecting like some guy to be like, hey, (laughs) you don't want to die. I was like, really like, I was like so excited. And then I started listening to him. She was just like, back when I was in college. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do it. Okay. Meanwhile, I took this quiz. That is what she sounds like. Um, Oh, here are my points. Yeah, I got nine. I was nine points romanticizer, 10 points uh, hesitator, and 11 points maximizer. So, but I think it's also because I think it's because I'm like, I don't know how to, like, I'm just like, I'm a little bit of everything, you know? So let me read you what these mean. The romanticizer dater, you want the soulmate, the happily ever after, the whole fairy tale. You love, love is love is love is, that's me. Yeah, I hate that. You believe you are single because you haven't met the right person yet. Your motto, it'll happen when it's meant to happen. I'm definitely part that. No question about it. Yeah. Oh. But I think that you are also like the maximizer. I I, I, I don't think you're a hesitator, actually. Like, I, I think you're like right. I agree up. with you, actually. Now, I used to be. Yeah. Um, I agree with you yeah. that hesitator is the last thing I am at the moment. So wait, so then the maximizer, yeah. which is what I scored the highest points in. You love doing research. Well, this is because I'm like obsessed and sick. You love doing research, exploring all of your options, turning over every stone until you're confident you found the right one. That is me. That is me. (laughs) You make decisions carefully and you want to be 100% certain about something before you make your choice. Your motto, why settle? Uh, I, that's not my motto because I feel like I have almost exclusively settled except for some very (laughs) few situations in my lifetime. Um, I settling is sort of like what I do, but I do like to do research. I like to know, I think I'm more of the romanticizer. I love the idea of like, Oh, look at these coincidences and Oh, it's all meant to happen and meet cutes and stuff like that. Do you do a lot of research if you're meeting somebody though on like their social media and stuff? Cause I don't even do that. I, but do I know that. people that like, Oh, they Google the person and blah, blah, blah. It's like, I, I just don't do that. I, I, don't know. I definitely do a Google. Yes. Okay. I do. I like to know. Yeah, just I do that. And then the final one is um, the hesitator. You don't think this is sad. The hesitator is like sad. You don't think you're ready for dating because you're not the person you want to be yet. I would say 10 years ago, that was me. Even five years ago. Honestly, I think that I was like dealing with my own shit. I had personal things going on, all kinds of things. And I just mentally was not clear enough, I think, to be in a relationship. I'm just being honest. I think I needed to mature a little bit, all of these things. And I really am there now, but it took a minute. Yeah. 
Dan, how do you feel about I that? I mean, I, I didn't even, well, <laughs> I, I stopped being a hesitator just because I gave up on the whole concept of like improving myself. I'm like, that's so beautiful. Like, well, that's true this too. Is, this is about us. Yeah. Self-acceptance, I think helps. You hold yeah, yourself like, to yeah. a high standard. You want to feel completely ready before you start a new project. The same goes for dating. Your motto, I'll wait until I'm a catch. Nah, I'm not that. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am the catch, baby. I'm the catch of the know. day, baby. Go on. I'm kidding. So I think that's useful. So like if you if you were like one of those extremes, mm-hmm. then you would be able to say like, oh, when I'm approaching this relationship, I need to be conscious that this is my. That's what you, you do. Know, this yeah, is, fair enough. Yeah, this is where I leave. So I I'm excited I, I because I, I know really coming like up and we have to go in a second because Danny Pellegrino is here. But I know that coming up, one of the things that um, she talks about that you loved was the attachment styles. And yeah, that will kill you. What'd you say? It'll, I don't know why I said it'll kill you, but it oh, uh, no. knocked me for a loop when I re- read about it. Oh, by the way, I am we'll sure I'm a nightmare. I am sure of it. Although I really think <laughs> I'm telling you, but you know what? No, I, I feel like that's not really true. I feel like I'm like normal. Dan, I, uh, come on. I, no, okay. you, I'm, you are absolutely normal. Um, I found out that I am a nightmare, but yeah. there are other people like me. So that Thank makes God. it feel okay. And then I, that I need to, uh, maybe find someone that's not a nightmare, which is a new concept. Well, good me. fucking so, luck, by yeah. the way. Don't come to yeah, Miami. Well, I'll tell know. you that much. <laughs> I'll tell you this. <laughs> that, uh, unless they're, they're not swinging bats in their pants, if you know what I'm saying. They're literally attacking my dad's 10 year old Cadillac. <laughs> It's like, it is a Seinfeld. That would happen to Jerry. That's like the marble rye, basically. Oh, my God. Anyway. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I'm literally living Seinfeld right now. It just hit me that I'm Jerry when he goes to his parents. Okay. Um, give it up, you old bag. Listen, Dan Acton. Uh, follow him at Dan underscore Acton. Hit us up with connections. I'm not above it. I swear to you, you never know. Look, Hoda oh. Kotb met her husband because a fan his daughter DM'd yes, Hoda yes. to be like, I think my dad would be a great match for you. And they're like madly in love. You never know. That's one of the things you have to do is like put it out there. And she, mm-hmm. she says that uh, somebody she worked with offered the people at work a thousand dollars. If they hooked her up with somebody. <laughs> Please don't offer a fucking, don't offer a fucking <laughs> ransom to get me a date is the last thing I need. No, no, no. That's hilarious. No, no, no. A thousand. That's that's insane. Pay me the thousand and I'll go out with whoever you suggest. That's easy. Um, all right, Dan, listen, yeah. Danny Pellegrino is patiently waiting, but I love you. And uh, right, you can also you. follow me at Mishka. But we've got one of the greatest podcasters coming up, Danny Pellegrino. And here he is. This week's guest is someone who I've known for such a long time. And I I feel grateful and I feel lucky because I knew him. Before he became the world's foremost Bravo and really everything podcaster, Danny, I've known you that long. Oh, my God. I know. It's been a while, Michelle. And I always love talking to you. I always love seeing you. You know, I think you're like the funniest human on the planet. You have the quickest wit of all time. Well, if you want me to literally kiss your individual toes, I will fly to L.A. and do that. That is so nice. (laughs) Um, He's also so handsome not to like I'm loving this exchange of compliments by the way but you really do look good what's your quarantine secret why are you looking so handsome well i have a nice oversized sweatshirt with nancy meyer's name on it um (laughs) i'm just being cozy and my weight is fluctuating like rapidly all the time so i'm like you know i'm constantly trying to diet and then i gain it all back through quarantine depression you know so it's yeah it's a roller coaster, Michelle. Um, let me introduce you properly, and then I want to talk quarantine depression. He is the host of Everything Iconic, which is genuinely, it has blown up, Danny, in a way. I'm so happy for you, and like it, oh, ma- it makes you. me feel warm that someone I like is successful. It's just a good feeling. If you don't listen to it already, 
he is some of the biggest guests. I want to talk all about your huge guests and everything else going on. Um, wait, you also have a book coming out, Danny? Uh, early next year, I will. Yes. Yes. It'll be a little while. I mean, it'll be early next year, but I'm very excited. I'm, I'm hard at work on it now. And it's, um, it's, I hope it'll be good. I hope people will like it. I'm really liking it so far. I'm sure it's going to be great. And can I say the title of it? Cause I love it. It's yeah, called yeah, D- Detours, which honestly could also be your debut album. Right. I know. <laughs> it's like so musical. <laughs> sounding. A, uh, yeah. I know you also uh, co-authored Fancy AF Cocktails with our the girl. One, with the one and only uh, Ariana and Tom. Can I ask a personal question? Because, you know, I love Ariana. Yeah, I do, too. What's what? What's going on with them? Okay, honestly, I like sort of went into it. This was very, very early on in the process. I was, I didn't really get their relationship from just watching on Vanderpump Rules. I didn't get it. And then after working with them, it totally made sense to me. It was like they complement each other very well. Ariana has like a super quick wit. She's very smart, and and Tom is more creative and like a little bit more out there in the best of ways, but I I got it afterwards. But I I, like you and many other people. I was like, I don't understand this couple dumb, but I truly, I mean, to anyone who will listen, I'll tell them it truly makes sense. If you, if you get to know him, but I actually get it. I, you know that I met Tom a hundred years ago and I'm sure I've told the story. I'll tell it in 30 seconds or less at Villa Blanca when he was a bartender pre Vanderpump and everything else. And my friend Sarah Jo, uh, it was her birthday. She, maybe it was mine, I don't remember, gave her credit card. And he was like, your card's been declined. And she goes, are, it's embarrassing. She was like, are you kidding? He goes, it's been declined. I'm so sorry. And we were like flirting with him. I mean, he's hot. Like you're like, oh, like, okay, that's embarrassing, whatever. She calls the bank up. She closes the card, orders a new one, calls the bank. The woman is like, miss, your card is not, you had money. He put the expiration date in wrong. It was like, <laughs> it was like tw- or 10, 12, like October. And he put it in his 12, 10. And she had to close the shit down. I mean, so he did fuck my friend over, but he, we're not into Tom you know for what? his Being brains. a bartender is yeah. hard. It's hard. I agree. He's And he's so pretty. What does he need a brain for? I mean, who if you look that good, it's like, honestly, what do you need a brain? When I worked with them, we did the photo shoot at their house and he had this book of modeling and I felt like it got lost in the show somewhere. But he like he legit used to model for like, I think he was in Italian Vogue wow. and he was in like these big campaigns that... You know, now we just know him from that that silly show. But no, he's. Anyway. I will say this: I've met both of them in person. They're both physically perfect. Um, Tom is staggeringly gorgeous. Like I, I truly, before he was anybody, right. we were like not normal around him. You know, and that's how you really know someone has it when you're just like, I yeah. don't feel like a normal human being. Um, but I read a gossip rumor, and I hate to spread rumors about people I like, but that. They were maybe breaking up. That's what made me feel sad. I know that was like a Dumois. What is? How do you, I don't even know how you say Dumois, that. The Instagram yeah. account Dumois. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, somebody posted on there, but I, I'm sure it's not true. I think the reason they said that it was like there was a moving truck, and and I I don't want to speak for them, but I think they were just like getting gym equipment. Um, and that's and the also, first step to break up. <laughs> Some of the Vanderpump fans are like they they literally will will drive through those neighborhoods to like, look at their homes. And it's like, you know, there's some crazy people out there. There are, but we love them. We, as long as there are yeah, fans. Yeah, we all are crazy on some. I know we're. <laughs> if you're our fans, looking, we love you. A- Drive through whatever neighborhood you want. We don't really care. Um, that, what Drive do you think of Dumois? I'm curious about I I follow them. I think it's changed. I think early on it was, I don't know if it was run by someone differently or maybe just because it was like a smaller thing. But now I don't understand half of the things that are 
talked about. Yeah. Now there's like a lot of uh, things that are censored. So I'm looking at the screenshot. I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck or what they're even trying to say. Yeah. And then also, I think since it's blown up, it's become a thing where people just write in, I think, lies. Like, I think people, which, you know, that's part of the fun of it, I guess. But, you know, I'll be reading something. I'm like, that's clearly a lie. <laughs> I agree. And also, they're like pushing all their merch now. So like half of their things are merch posts, which, you know, I respect that. But um, it has changed. Gotta keep the lights on. I like don't enjoy reading it. I used to like it. it. Remember the good old days of crazy days and nights? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved a blind item. Remember Ted Casablanca from oh. E when he would do the, what was it? Um, toothy Tile. Do you yes. remember like that? Jake Gyllenhaal, era? supposedly. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, like live for that. But, and I think Dumois like started, yeah, it was such a great thing and maybe it'll kind of go back. But the, the other issue with it is like, there's a million, there'll be a million stories now. And I just want like the juicy stuff. There, there's a lot on there. I just don't want. And I wonder now because they're so big and like are earning money, if legally they can't post the same shit they were posting. It's kind of like that Gawker conundrum where when Gawker was not that big, it was like the fucking best. And they posted such juicy stuff. And the second they were bought by like some corporation, it was over. Like if it's not, yeah. you know, gorilla, it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> I know, in my opinion. I know but yeah. it, it, there was a heyday for it and maybe it'll come back. Who knows? But I, again, still just miss toothy, toothy tile and I like, know. all of those. Oh, toothy tile. It's early E days. I was in a feud with Jake Gyllenhaal briefly. Um, <gasps> what happened? I hosted, um, well, first of all, I went to college with him. So I used to see him on the Columbia <gasps> campus and he was like, even then famous. This was many years ago. Uh, it was very exciting to have a Gyllenhaal sighting, but I did a post interview on stage for Seawall, a life. Remember there was this play he was in with Tom Sturridge, who's a very delicate British actor okay. who dated and maybe dates Sienna Miller. I think they're, I'm not sure if they're a couple still, but so of course they were like, do you want to do this post chat? You know, that they fucking call it like a after show chat. I was like, that's my thing. I'm in. Yeah. And all I wanted to do was like make Jake laugh. Like I could give a shit. I mean, Tom Surge, nice guy, very talented. Yeah. I actually liked the play, yeah. even though it was depressing. Anyway, I got on stage after the thing and I forget exactly what I said, but I did have Jake laughing a bit. And then I said something to Tom. He seems like a, nut, a tough nut to crack too. Well, listen to this. Cause I, I feel like I was, he was almost like egging me on and I felt like all, if Jake Gyllenhaal eggs you on, you're like full Denny's moons over my hammy. Like you, you're going to be egged on. You're going to be like, yes, I, I want to make, yeah. I want to please my man, like do this. And I said <laughs> something to Tom and I forget what the context was, but it was funny. I was like, um, well, it's doesn't matter because you're so delicate and British. And I said, and he's a shorter guy. I mean, I come in, I make everyone look delicate. You know, I'm like a broad shouldered gal, but I called him like delicate, which I think to a man is insulting. <laughs> We'll see. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. A little bit. But like doing it in my way, which in my head is like, I am so charming. Like everybody loves Mish, even though literally everybody hates me. And he laughed and we like, and he was like, what do you mean? And he kept egging me. And I forget exactly what I said. But afterwards we took a picture. My friend who was in the audience did not take a single fucking photo of me on stage. Can you imagine what kind of a friend that is? How dare she? How is she or he? How dare they? A gay man who should have known better. Should have known better. I mean, at the very least, there would be a picture with like you in the corner, which is like half of you and mostly of Jake. You know what I mean? As a gay man. Yeah. I, let me yeah. be the adjacent tooth to Mr. Tile. Right. You get it. Assuming right. that was him. <laughs> so 
Anyway, so afterwards, go backstage. And I said, oh, by the way, you know, we went to school together. We have mutual friends, whatever. And he was like, nice enough. Tom fled. He, I don't even think he took the photo, but maybe for a second. He was just like not Was interested. he delicate when he fled, when he fled the room? Like Forrest <laughs> Gump feather. Like literally like the music started playing and just a breeze came and took him away to his dressing room. And long story short, their publicist, who I kind of knew from Sirius, nice enough guy, turned it, the whole mood changed and he would never say, I never got the photo of us. Can you imagine? And I kept uh, emailing being like, can I please you. get the picture? That's the whole fucking reason I did this. They I didn't wouldn't get even give it to you. Would not send me the picture. True story. Uh, how dare they? I mean, after all of that, after all of that, I saw Jake Gyllenhaal at a farmer's market once from a distance and he looked tiny, but I gorgeous. Nonetheless, he's not that but little as all Hollywood men are. He, he's really something though. Jake really, I don't even care feud or yeah. no feud. Um, I'm in. Like, I actually want to be in a feud with him because I like having tension with him. You know what I mean? Like, it's exciting to me. Right. Right. Is there any, who else are you in a big feud with? Is there anyone else that you think, like, if I were to ask you, who's your biggest Hollywood feud? Or, um, you know, what's the... Nothing that I want to um, rekindle. You know right, what I mean? Right. And nothing that actually was intended to be a feud, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. But don't sure. you think... Yeah, let sometimes me ask there's you this. a mix-up. I'll pose this to you because you do what I do as well, talking about culture. I mean, have you been in a feud? And also, you agree with me. You're not really wanting... Like, I'll bring up the Jamila thing. I'm a comedian. Like, I made a joke that was a a casual joke relating to something in pop culture that happened, not a direct thing to her. And of course, she took it personally, which was really not the intention. But, you know, sometimes you just get caught up in shit and you're like, okay, I guess I'm in a feud now. Did that happen? Has it happened to you? Are you nervous of it happening? I, there's been like some housewives. I, I think Tamara from the Real Houses of Orange County, she had like blocked me, but na- then she came on my show and like, we're fine now. Um, so in terms of like the housewives, I did have like a really awkward moment with Allison Hannigan from How I Met Your Mother. Wow. Do you remember? Uh, do you know? Uh, and Buffy and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like doing a lightning round of questions and I, I wouldn't say this is a feud, but this was like a very awkward misunderstanding. And I, I had one of the questions was like, um, what's your favorite snack? And I meant it. I didn't say it quite like that, but I meant it in the way of like snack, like hot guy, like yeah. who's your favorite snack? And she had said, um, what's in front of me? And I thought she, I thought she meant like me. <laughs> this is like very confusing. I thought she no, meant I get me. It. And so I was like, I was like, oh my God, Elson, thank you so much. And she's like, yeah, whatever's in front of me at the time. Like meaning she was taking it to mean like whatever snack I'm eating in front of me at the time. It's but I took it to answer. mean she was, Yeah, I was taking it to mean like she thought I was like really cute or something. <laughs> And it was just like the most awkward 30 seconds of airtime, whatever. I think it's on my episode with her, but it was just very uncomfortable and awkward for like 30 seconds. So it wasn't necessarily a feud, but I remember like wanting to crawl out of my skin and just leave slither out of the room. Leave a Danny shaped skin cell, just like one dust mite in your seat. Yeah. What happened? Get me out of there. Well, there, I mean, with Housewives, there's, I've had a couple. There's one that I'm not going to say the name of it, but people, I think, have gathered who it was. But we just, we weren't connecting. And there was, like, some outside circumstances that were rough. And, you know, sometimes, as you know, PR people will email you and they'll say, can you cut this out? Can you, you know, soften this? Whatever. There was a lot of that happening in the interview because it was just, like, a rough, a rough interview. Can I ask a question? <laughs> 
You know, I yeah. love this is now you're giving me a blind item. You realize that? I know I shouldn't have even said it because I, I'm already they already hate me, the PR people. And I, I can't say the name. Yeah, but it's like housewives. <laughs> is it a Bravo PR person or like their personal PR person? No, it's a personal personal. Oh, and like a big PR. That's why I can't. Can I ask one last question? Just what yeah. city? What city is it in New York? New York. Of course. I feel like yeah. I know who it is. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Is it? Can I ask another yeah. question? Sure. <laughs> is it someone who's um, recently off the show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. Uh, those, you can't fuck with those houses. Let's just leave it be. Let's just leave, leave it be. Oh, shit. Well, that's real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's someone who I would never want against me. And I actually used to, um, I'll say it. I don't care. Uh, I've said nice things about this particular blind item recently on Watch What Happens. Oh, we're doing a blind item, Michelle. We're doing a blind item. (laughs) Wait, do you have, let's do a blind item. I feel like now I can really do some blind items because, I mean, I've talked on Siri. I've talked here before about how on Sirius we had Jillian Anderson on and she was so mean to me. And I was just like, (gasps) and we ended up not airing it. She was really not a nice woman. And I know that Andy Cohen has actually said that she was one of his most difficult interviews ever, which I'm just like, look, if you're not a celebrity who enjoys doing interviews, which I understand totally, she had no idea who I was. Why would she just don't do them? You know, then why make me uncomfortable? Just that's it. You're on Netflix already. You don't need my serious show. Right. Um, and especially when they didn't even send us like a screener to, I had no idea what the show was. I didn't know it was a comedy. What was she, what was she promoting? It was um, sex education. Oh yeah. Yeah. And she was there with the little boy from it. And then uh, she was like, absolutely just cold. And then I turned to him, Asa, nice kid. And I went, but I was like so flustered. I was flummoxed, you know, and I'm, I consider myself very professional. Um, and I like interviewing people, but I really wasn't expecting that energy to come my way. And I turned to him and I went, oh, I went, oh, Asa, boy in the striped pajamas. And he went, I'm not going to talk about that with you. <gasps> and I said, okay, I, I understand it. And to be fair, I did say it in a way that was almost funny, which is like fucked up. But I went, <laughs> just so you know, um, my grandparents all survived the Holocaust. Like half my family was killed, but you don't want to talk about it. Totally understand. You know, I wasn't about to mock the movie, which it's a good movie, but anyway, that was one, but that wasn't like, it's a hard. sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just d- don't connect with someone. It's like you, you know, you have an awkward chemistry of people and especially if they come in, not knowing who you are right. or not having any idea of like the vibe of the show. Like, I feel like I can, I, I can be like a little bit snarky, but I, I don't, I try to keep it like nice and upbeat. And sometimes people will come in and they'll think that I'm going to be like so mean to them or mm-hmm. something. So then they're like defensive or, or I don't know how to explain it, but yeah, sometimes it just doesn't work. Well, it's funny. Cause I know when I did your podcast, which was a while ago and I'd love to come back. Um, you're a major view person. Like I know you love the view. Love it. Love. And I think for me, I was like, okay, I was a little bit like, you know, how many view questions, but then you were the most lovely, gracious host. So I don't think people should be afraid of you is my official take. And I always want the guest to look Good. Like I, I'm never trying to do like a gotcha kind of thing. And I love all this pop culture shit. Like I really just, I love the view. I love when I'm talking to housewives, I love the housewives. I'm not there to try to like get someone or, or make them uncomfortable. Like I want them to feel the most comfortable. And sometimes that's to the detriment. Like I'll, people will write me and say, why didn't you ask this or that? And it's like, well, I didn't want to make the guest uncomfortable or, yeah, of course. or, or anything, you know? And also it makes you, so, I think from where I come from, it can make you look bad as well. Sometimes I'll tippy tiptoe yeah. into a conversation that I know will be a bit uncomfortable, but it rarely happens. And that's why I barely make press. 
So there you go. Michelle, can I tell yes. you my favorite, my favorite U view story? And this isn't even really related to the show, but when I saw you at Runyon Canyon, I, yeah. you were doing a show for like People Magazine or something. Yes. And I saw you, I was on just like a hike and I saw you with the camera crew. And right before I had seen you, I also had seen Meredith Vieira like yes. walking up the hill. And so I really thought you guys were doing like a reunion hot topic segment <laughs> yeah. at the top of this hill. <laughs> Really yeah, me and Meredith Vieira. That was, like, I was where like, my head. Meet me at the top of Runyon now, bitch. And you're Lulu's. I'll see you there. That's hysterical. I remember seeing you, and you were so excited about her. You came over very you did seriously. Show. Yeah, very seriously. I thought you guys were doing a hot topic segment at the top of the hill. Like I thought everyone was traveling to the top, <laughs> and in my head, I was like thinking, "What they invite me into the hot topics table?" By the way, Which that makes is no fucking sense. Such a great idea handle. for a show. Let's pitch this, Danny. It's a panel show, but every panel member has to hike up a huge mountain <laughs> to get their thoughts out. And then you're yeah, out of breath. You're totally out of breath, thirsty. And it's like, no, I want to hear what you have to say. Funny story with Meredith is that I remember that vividly running into you and you were gracious enough to actually be interviewed. It was a show. It was a funny show where I went through people's cell And lives. I think I was cut from the. I think I was cut from the show. Well, that had nothing to do with me. Don't bring that energy to me because I have no. I, wow. The second it was done, I was like, good night and good luck. And I think eight people watched it. And my mother goes, you know, that show should have been a huge hit. It was so funny. I'm like, well, Danny wasn't in it. So it wasn't. But yeah, I hadn't met. That's why. I hadn't met Meredith at that point. Because what's weird, but people think with the view that it's like, just at, like I know I have, I think briefly I met Star Jones recently and it was like, fine. Um, I've never met Lisa Ling. I have met Barbara, but Meredith I hadn't met. And I was like a bit intimidated by her because she's Meredith. Like, oh my God, it's like scary a little bit when someone's that good, you know? You know, last year, right shortly before the shutdown, I had gone to The View and Joy is my favorite, but I was in the audience and I had, um, uh, I, I knew Brian Teta a little bit, who I think was yeah. after you. I no, I was I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, after the show, they called me up and I took a picture with all the ladies and Meredith happened to be there as oh. the guest. So um, I got to talk to them briefly, but Joy wasn't there. So it was like, you know, Whoopi and... Um, and, and Meredith was there, which was really exciting. But I didn't get to tell her about the Running Canyon story because it was like, so quick. Also she, and like, also she wouldn't have understood. She wouldn't yeah, have she, understood. But what's funny is that she came to Sirius one day and I got a knock. This was when we were in the studio and like one of our um, talent people knocked on the door and was like, hey, we have, someone just wants to say hi to you. Meredith Vieira comes in. She's like, I love you. I love your show. I listen to you. And for me, that was like, I, I actually was like, am I? on ketamine like I don't understand what's happening it was a very surreal moment to have her even acknowledge my presence or existence but she could not have been lovelier and it's been actually a goal of mine to get her on the podcast because I really appreciated that and appreciate her I mean she's done such amazing work and she's so good she's so incredible yeah I love Meredith she's great I I mean view view fans like myself like we're crazy and we know like all this history of the show and stuff like that and so someone like Meredith is a deity you know, I feel like I was there for like the Poochie season, um, as I call it, where it was like me. It was I had the best time, but it was like Raven me. It was like just like the fun kids. You know, it was like the Thanksgiving kids table. I loved it. Well, I, I'm Michelle, I don't know if you know this, but I tell people you and Bonnie Hunt are the two people in history who are too quick witted for daytime. I wow. truly believe that. I think you were just you. I mean, Bonnie's show lasted like a couple seasons, but if. I remember at the time, like loving it. And she was so brilliant because I'm a talk show junkie. I don't just I love all talk shows. And um 
she uh, she was so quick with it. And I think some of her humor just went too fast over the audience's head. I think like yeah. some people are better suited for late night because late night, you not that the people now on late night are all so great, but like, mm-hmm. I think you can be a little bit quicker at night. Uh, if that makes sense. By the way, you could not have paired me with better company because I love Bonnie Hunt and I loved her show. So I'm very flattered yeah. by that. And what a nice thing to say to me. And I agree. And you were the <laughs> but, but you yeah. were the same way. I, I, I remember watching it and like yeah. you were so quick and I felt like it, it was too quick. I, you know, it's like it goes over people's heads because the jokes are coming at you so quickly. But in the best way, you're brilliant. Well, and I have I to mean say it was only that most coming from you genuinely highest compliment here is the issue on that show i'm there with four people joy also a comedian we both want to get our lines out um it's not like they had the most respect for me there i'm not talking about the ladies in the panel just the show in general it's not like they were like give michelle her moment like you know they didn't really give a shit so i really had to like spit my shit out so fast i just remember thinking i have literally five milliseconds to get a joke out or I'm wasted here, you know? And they actually used to tell me the EP who did not understand me at all. She's not the woman who hired me. Um, just, we were just different on different planets. Right. She would meet with me after and go, can you just be less funny? That was her note to me. And I remember being like, I can't, first of all, I'm myself. Like I'm coming, I was very authentic to myself on that show. I felt, Mm -hmm. Um, and also, no, I can't be less funny because then why don't you bring in one of the PAs to be on the show? Like this is, Right, what I'm here right, for. It's right. what I was hired to do. Why did you do. hire me? Exactly. So uh, long story short, you, grateful to have had the experience. You could always tell Whoopi just had the most respect for you too, though. Uh, like she, I, I mean, I don't know what your relationship was off camera, but it was very she close, yeah. very clearly respected how fucking funny you were on oh my that God. show. Well, Whoopi was my guardian angel there. You know, she was like the person I felt had my back, whether, you know, it felt that way. So I hope it's the case, but, um, but we love Whoopi. But Danny, listen, let's go to um, break. Uh, save this okay. question for part two. We're going to be back on Thursday with a new episode. Danny Pellegrino, if you don't. And I have a question for you. I have a question for you. So we're going to everyone tune into part two because I have a lot to talk to you about. This is a Dan Brown cliffhanger from the old country. And I love it. If you don't already uh, subscribe to Danny Pellegrino's podcast, everything iconic. It genuinely, I really think you're doing some of the best work out there. I'm not just saying that. Um, you, you can also follow him at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. He's hilarious. The best takes. We have a lot of Bravo to get to next episode. I have so much to ask you about. Uh, follow me if you want at Mish Call. And if you want, leave a review. Leave a nice review for us. I like getting five stars. It just feels good. Honestly, it helps the podcast so much. Everyone just go after you finish listening here. Go on to iTunes. Do it. it takes two seconds to leave a five star review for Michelle. And for Danny. Do Everything it. iconic. And for me, two yeah. seconds. Go do it. All right. We'll see you Thursday. This has been a Forever Dog production. Midnight Snack with Michelle Collins is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Gabe Lopez. Cover art by Ben Wiseman. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. 
And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Forever Dog Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H, C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.